ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Football Stooges. This is going to be our Super Bowl preview show. Coming at you live just before the Super Bowl starts. We're excited for it. Um, it's going to be a great game against two teams that have trialed and battled all season to get to the spot where they're at now. We got the Chiefs and we have uh, Eagles coming in ready to go, ready to show what they're going to do on the field, what they're going to be able to do against each other. It's the Kelsey Bowl, it's the Super Bowl, and we can't wait to start to get into the coverage. Um, but without further ado, let's introduce some of the other members of the football season tonight. we got the one and only downer of Yingling, destroyer of worlds, and master of Philadelphia sports, the one and only Mastodon. Flyers fucking won. God damn right they better. Righty. And down goes the Yingling as usual. Um, Mamba's out today. Hopefully he'll be back next week, but um, this is a great week for it to happen. Um, a For hopefully only a week, a cameraless new member of the Stooges, the one and only Gordolami. How we doing, buddy? Well, just, you know, drinking whiskey to uh, drown out the pain of whether or not we're going to have Rogers next year. <laughs> for those of you that uh, couldn't tell by the, uh, the harsh Wisconsin accent and the amount of booze being drank, <laughs> um, the resident Gorlami is uh, the, I guess you say the resident Packers fan, so it'll be fun to see him and Mamba in the same room come next season, or even the offseason. Oh, I got, I got nothing against Bears fans, so, you know, it's more so the Viking fans I get problems with. Oh yeah, I mean, really? they, they still have to pull the fork out of their fucking throats after that choke. Um, that was bad. That was bad against the, oh. the Giants. That was, that, yeah, that was horrible. That was real bad. But... <laughs> You know, what can we say? We didn't bad. make the playoffs. I mean, you guys almost did, but you could beat the Lions, which is kind of interesting. Um, so. Dan, Cam Dan Campbell's Lions, who were basically said, if we can't go, they can't go. They weren't letting right. us win that game. <laughs> no, they weren't. Right, indeed. <laughs> no, right, indeed. no I, I have a lot of respect for Campbell. I think he's actually going to turn that program around. Ooh. Okay, I just saw Coach of the Year. Uh, yes, um, so yep, you're currently, too. we are currently recording this right now in uh, Thursday, uh, late at night, and while we are um, recording, the uh, NFL awards are going on. So we'll cover that real quick because, I mean, the Pro Bowl was interesting. We'll give our thoughts about how it was and what's going on with the oh. Pro Bowl and how we're looking at it in the future. Um, it, was, it was weird. It was kind of cool. It was kind of weird. It had some cool moments, some weird moments. We'll talk about those, but... Um, let's start out and we'll just go ahead and say what we've seen so far for NFL nominations and give our thoughts about them. Uh, to start out, uh, Coach Deer was just announced. The um, nominees were Kyle Shanahan of the Niners, uh, Doug Peterson of the Jaguars, Sean McDermott of the Bills, which was an interesting one for me, um, Nick Sirianni of the Eagles, and Brian Dable of the Giants, Brian Dable being the winner. Uh, your 2022-2023 Coach of the Year is Brian New York motherfucking bald-headed Dable, <laughs> which I absolutely love. I love that. I love that. Nick made uh, it big in New York. Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't mind it. it. It was for me personally. It was either Dable or Peterson. Yeah, uh, uh, that's really the yeah, way I, to look at it. 
I mean, yeah, I, I, I could see Sirianna siding there because of record, but at the same time, yeah, Peterson yeah. and Gable definitely took teams that weren't supposed to be good into places where they where they are good, which I think is the uh, recipe to getting yourself coached here. Yeah. If the Eagles had a worse record last year, then maybe Sirianni, but they they went to the playoffs last year with a winning record, so it's like, Right, on, and there man. wasn't much improvement. It went from good to great, which is different from yeah. horrible to pretty good yeah <laughs> yeah giants were pretty good knocked off the vikings so that's still something even the vikings choked um defensive player there were three finalists nick bosa defensive end for the niners won it he was running up against micah parsons outside linebacker for the cowboys and chris jones defensive lineman for the chiefs um it, it, nick bosa was awesome this year i don't think anybody was as close um I think if DJ Reader wouldn't have gotten injured, he would have been a finalist. Wouldn't have won it, but would have been a finalist. Yeah. But at the same time, well deserved for Bosa. What do you think, gents? Bosa or Parsons, I would either one for me. I would have taken Bosa. He was playing on a whole other level this year, in my opinion. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like Gorlami might want to throw Quay Walker in there for the absolute, you know, pancake. Uh, he, uh, threw. Uh, yeah. he threw on that athletic <laughs> trainer in the final uh, of the season. If they don't hey, if they don't got pads on, they're fair Textbook, game for Quay Walker. Hand in the chest, straightforward, full <laughs> extend the arms, lean a little bit but not too much, you know. I just I just really hope that it is con- like if they update his contract coming this year and just just take away pay every time he does something stupid like that. Because I mean he was he was definitely like he knew he messed up as soon as he did that and he just screwed yeah. over the rest of the game. But it's like <laughs> now you have to, there needs to be a repercussion when he does it now, like not just by the NFL but by the Packers as well. But yeah, I agree, Nick Bosa. You know, he was playing on a whole other level out there. Yeah, yeah, he's been great this season. Um, we also have the rookies, um, defensive and offensive rookie. Uh, Sauce Gardner, one for defensive rookie, not much of a surprise. Only one close were Tariq yeah. Woolen, cornerback for the Seahawks, and Aiden Hutchinson, defensive end slash outside linebacker for the Lions. Um, I can see Hutchinson getting some love, but also Gardner has been one of the better cornerbacks in the entire league. Um, so, yeah, I think it's well-deserved. Yeah, Sauce Gardner. I. Uh... All right, that's how I have to, yeah. Sauce Gardner just blew it out of the water for that. Yeah, <laughs> it's really not much of an argument there. I mean, I put Hutchinson as a number two, but he doesn't come close to Gardner in that situation. Yeah. Um, offensive rookie. This one was interesting. Um, Kenneth Walker the third, running mm-hmm. back for the uh, uh, what am I? Oh, I want to say Seattle Seahawks. Supersonics. Seattle Seahawks. There we go. <laughs> Seattle Seahawks. Um, who was their supersonic running back? Um, an amazing job for them was probably the, one of the keys to their offense. Um, didn't uh, end up winning it. Brock Purdy, the Linsanity story of the NFL, Mr. Irrelevant, um, coming in and leading the Niners to an NFC championship before he's, his weenus was tore open by Hassan Reddick. Um, not the weenus. Not the weenus. Um, <laughs> so that left the only other person available was given the award to Garrett Wilson, who I believe is the um, wide receiver. Wide receiver. Yeah, he's receiver. Jets receiver for the yeah. Jets. Jets wide receiver. So um, the Jets getting an offensive and defensive rookie of the year, which is pretty impressive. I don't know if that's happened yeah. a time before, but so very impressive. Um. <laughs> 
pretty well deserved, though I think honestly Kenneth Walker should have won it. It was a really big key to that offense. Yeah. There's not much love for running backs in this league anymore. No, um, there's really not. I think um, the reason why they're thinking Garrett Wilson, he has to deal with Zach Wilson. <laughs> yeah. uh, the I mean, service award um, was given to the uh, person that gives back the most to the military community. Hayden Hurst, George Kittle were the most finalists, but it was given to head coach of the Washington Commanders, Ron Rivera. Um, I really can't say too much about that award, I guess. I mean, I. Yeah, I never knew that was an award. Yeah, one of the awards that they don't really advertise it well. Um, Offensive Player of the Year. This one's interesting. Yep. Finalist, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Tyreek Hill, and Justin Jefferson. Winner, Justin Jefferson. I like that. He's probably not going to get MVP mm. because the Vikings, um, you know, nah, nah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he had some amazing games this season, put on a great performance. How does that make yeah. you feel as a Packers fan? Uh, you know, I'm just glad that we shut him down the second time we played him. Yeah, that's a win in my book because he was unstoppable. I mean, you had to find a way to stop him, and it was probably the only real time that he's been shut down that much. I mean, he had to get double teamed, but it was the only way to try to guarantee a victory for the Packers. So the fact that you have to take two guys and cover a guy an entire game, you know, just got to. Proves that he, he was out there to play. I mean, he made some incredible catches throughout the year, and uh, he's a big part of that team. Like, he's the reason they got as far as they did, on offense at least. Yeah. Can't be mad at it, but I can be. I'm going to be. But, um, he was I, mad Vikings have receivers. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Christian Watson really panned out to be pretty good. Yeah, true. yeah, I, yeah wish, true, true. I wish he would have been like, if he would have been playing the way he did towards the end of the season right away, I feel like he could have been in the talks. For I mean, I think he year, had to but... learn, and he had to learn quick, and he didn't wasn't. A yeah, quick he had to learn learner, quick, but... and when you have to learn quick, when you got Rogers, it's not. You end up dropping wide open passes when there's no one around your 15 feet in the Vikings yeah, and game. Then you, you start getting cussed out and demoralized. Yeah, get demoralized by a 39 year old. Waylu <laughs> taking. Yeah. Ooh, guess who? Uh, guess what? Comeback play of the year just got announced. It'd be Gino, shouldn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Gino. There we go. Little yep. Gino. I can see that. Yeah. Smith for comeback player of the year. Other finalists include Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley. I like Gino because he was the most out of nowhere. McCaffrey, people knew he was still good. I mean, if McCaffrey was never hurt, honestly, he'd, we'd be talking about him being in the two, two-man two conversation for backs running back in the league right now, him and Derrick Henry. Um, yeah. He's honestly still probably the most lethal passing option out of the backfield of true running backs, you know, minus Devo Samuel, minus other things. Um, and then Saquon has still been good. He tailed off the end of the season, which wasn't great, but also at the same time before this season, he wasn't terrible. He was okay. It was the injury coming back from, but Geno Smith came out of nowhere, so I'm glad Geno Smith won that. Yeah, uh, I don't. I didn't mind the, nom- the nominees either. Like the three nominees was still a like good three picks. Just I think Geno Smith wins it. Yep, hundred uh, percent. 
We will wait for the announcement of the MVP. The finalists are Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Jefferson. You can pretty much, I think you can write Justin Jefferson off since he got Offensive Player of the Year. Usually Offensive Player of the Year is just yeah. basically like, you did really good this season, but you're not the MVP kind of award. Sadly, is what it's become. We, Cooper we, Cup we got it last hot... year. He should have got MVP over Rodgers. Um, but yeah, um, I think it's going to yeah. be Mahomes at this point just because he's looked better than Jalen Hurts. He's also broken some records. Um, and he's playing through an injury. So Jalen Hurts broke a touchdown rushing records, though. <laughs> you know, I, I think I'm going to take the hot take. I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts on it. I think Mahomes will get it because Mahomes is a better quarterback than Hurts. That's no offense to Hurts, but Mahomes is just a better passer um, yeah, and a better reader of a defense. Hurts is a good screamer. He has the entire NFL media coverage just at, stroking him off every game because he like makes a little like <laughs> whoop pass or a no-look pass, and it's just... Yeah. So, something flashy, and it just it gets their attention. Yeah. He could take a I mean, shit be flashy, be flashy you get media. Analyze it. <laughs> so I think that's just CBS telling Romo's like, "Hey, don't be smart. We need to be dumb. <laughs> you yeah. need to deep throat him. Just, 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 I need you to just freak out, almost screaming, and just be so <laughs> impressed by this that like, no look pass that yeah. was five yards." <laughs> um, some other big news that we'll cover real quick. Um, at the NFL world. Ooh. Um, yeah. Uh, Brett Favre. Is oh, filing um, uh, defamation lawsuits yep, against Shannon Sharp and Pat McAfee and State Auditor Shad White um, as other sports commentators uh, for defamation because um, I believe were his lawsuits that he stole money from the people of Mississippi were those now proven he... to be falsified or I don't know the I exact details know. on it, but. I'm guessing if he's going for uh, defamation charges, then it would have been proven to be false. Is my guess. I don't know. The, I never. I did not follow the, that. The so. official yeah. ESPN article, um, written by John Barr and Anthony Oliveri, say that he is still embroiled in the largest welfare fraud scandal in Mississippi state history. So, um, so yeah. it sounds like he's jumping the gun here. Right. It would be a different thing if his... like. He was proven innocent, and he didn't take all this money, or didn't Unless he's trying to appropriate the funds. And then yeah. he went and said, "You guys were defaming me when I didn't do anything." Then he would have a case. But like, you haven't proven that you aren't not guilty yet. And he's going after big targets. Yeah. Um, obviously, Shad Sharp White. Magby. Yeah, Shad White is the state auditor. Who you know, that's that's the government going after. Not a good idea. Shannon Sharp. Never a good idea. Shannon Sharp, who people a, a lot of people love, a lot of people hate, but you know, um, and then Pat McAfee, who is generally well loved in a lot of communities, especially in the football world. There's not so to mention the WWE world and the NCAA world. Um, yeah. So, I think um, the term "digging himself a deeper hole" does not do this justice for Favre. I think this man is really throwing dynamite at his feet while he's in a mine shaft. Uh, yeah, that's that, not that, a good look. The guns the gunslinger threw it straight into the ground. Yeah. Well, usually he throws it to the defense, most interceptions in NFL history. But Hey, hey, he trusted his receivers in triple coverage, all right? Yeah. You get that kind of trust with your boys. Yeah, I hope the people, if only the people of Mississippi could trust him as much. Um, 
and it's not a football, so I mean, there's no trust there. <laughs> yeah, it's money. It's um, something that matters. Yeah, uh, this does not look good for Favre. Um, yeah. A really great quarterback to... that probably is gonna like his legacy is gonna be greatly affected by this, and it's probably gonna be drugged down into the dirt. I don't think it's gonna be a good look for him. Um, no, it's definitely not. Yeah. I don't think the NFL will remove him from the Pro Football Hall of Fame, but I mean, isn't OJ Simpson in the Pro Football Hall of Fame too? Still, I'm pretty yes. sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's, he is. There, if you actually look for Hall of Fame shit, there's actually players like back in the like 20s to 40s. Technically, they want to be get them out, but they don't. Right, because I mean, back then, yeah, life but, was very like, different. You could say different things, yeah, different things, and. Which is one of those things. Like, what's the Hall of Fame? Is it supposed to be the like the like the playing career statistics or the person's personality? It's like I thought it was the statistics and just it's also their impact on the game as well. Hmm. Like when it's said and done, like Michael Jordan wouldn't be Michael Jordan if he also didn't have the big impact he had on basketball. You know, the bit that huge impact Mm -hmm. he had on basketball and creating the basketball game to be more popular than it was than it was before and creating his own brand of shoes and clothes and everything that's extended far into the different reaches of many different sports like Michigan football wears Jordan gear now. Michigan football like <laughs> I mean there's there's impact outside of the field or or ice that you could say that attributes to a person's greatness and claim to a Hall of Fame uh career. So yeah. Um, there you go, Brett Favre. Anyway, let's get out of that and let's go ahead and review the Pro Bowl. Oh, anyway, thank Sean you Payton. for joining the football students. <laughs> uh, Sean yeah. Sean Payne to the Broncos. Uh, yeah, Sean Payne to the Broncos. I I liked how when he got asked about uh Wilson's personal coach, he says, "Yep, we're not gonna have that here." <laughs> I guess we could talk yeah. about that after the Pro Bowl stuff. <laughs> um, I yeah, mean, probably the biggest thing about the Pro Bowl is just seeing how it was. I mean, the people had fun that were in the Pro Bowl. It was a flag football game. Um, didn't accomplish what they wanted to, though. People still got hurt. Miles Garrett still broke his toe. Um, well, not mean surgery. Break your toe but, in flag football. Uh, he was doing a, uh obstacle course and smacked his foot into a barricade. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know why hey, I'm laughing at this. Hey, at least... I mean, Miles Garrett can smack into left and right tackles all day and then, you know, taps a barricade and his foot breaks. I don't know. I mean, it's the... I Browns. mean, he can, hit, he can hit Pittsburgh quarterbacks over the over the head with their own helmet, <laughs> but he can't handle a barricade, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Very interesting. Uh, odd, odd way to set it up. Um... The flag football was cool. They played three separate games. Then they had some like different competitions, like pulling this big wall that had weights on the back, an obstacle course. Um, they had basically a slam dunk contest, which was like tr- make some really cool catches, which was super underwhelming. Um, it involved a play where Stefan Diggs tried to have a bunch of cheerleaders in front of him, and then he was behind them, and they would separate, then he would jump on a trampoline smoke would come out and he would run through the smoke and catch two footballs side by side. I tried it three times. Didn't work. Um, it looked really weird because he was kneeling behind the the whole time. And he was just sitting there, his head at like just their backside level. And I'm like, this is really weird. What are you doing? 
Stefan Diggs thinks he's slick. It, but... it, no, it still looked weird. Like, it yeah, was just it like, your head is right there. Like, what are you yeah, doing? It puts a, yeah, it puts a bad image on it, but yeah. it's like... At least look at the but turf. Did he, you know... At least look at the turf first, you know, or something. Just sit there and wait, and then they move it in, you go. Like, you don't... It was it was weird. Um, my biggest complaint was it about it was um, the big guys did nothing. Defensive ends, yeah. defensive tackles, offensive tackles, offensive guards and centers did nothing. The only time I saw guys rush the quarterback was when it was a like a Fred Warner or a um, Micah Parsons rush the quarterback, and those are linebackers. And then you would have like a guy like. Frank Ragnow snapped the ball center for the um, AFC out of Detroit. He would snap the ball and immediately look up like he's about to block something and realize, oh, I can't block. And then just, you know, sit down and literally pull out his phone. He pulled out his phone multiple times mid-play because he can't do anything. So he's just sitting there. <laughs> then they get to go and they get to play tug of war and run through a couple barricades and blocks. And, um, like, they played three flag football games. Why didn't they have one game where the only people besides the quarterbacks that were playing – should be offensive and defensive linemen. Why didn't they have a game like yeah. that? Why didn't they have a big yeah, game? Yeah, because, like, but... like where I'm from, um, like, the school that I uh, coach for for sports, other, I, I, I ref high school football, but, like, I don't I don't touch anything else football, but um, they do flag football. And it's like, yeah, you throw in your linemen, you have your receivers, but, like, at the middle school level, they rotate everyone. They go, it's boring just... Why would you play football if you just sit there and you can't block or anything? You're like, yeah. So they, they switch it up. They go, yeah, you may be a bigger bigger kid. You may be like 190 pounds and five foot three, but go play wide receiver. Go play running back. All they got to do is pull your flag. It's not like they're going to tackle you. So, like, I feel like they could have done something more so the linemen could have had more fun playing. Let them yeah. have their uh, let them, Let them have their holiday moment at wide receiver, you know? The the whole dunk contest catching thing was really weird. They had like Snoop Dogg, Pete Davidson, and some other guy, like judge it. And it's such a it is such a ripoff of the NBA's dunk contest, which is so much more interesting, even if you're not a basketball fan, just to see guys, you know, yeah, do crazy three sixty dunks or jump over a car from the free throw line or guys really small like Spud Webb dunk. But like in this you're just seeing Stefan Diggs drop the ball every three or four passes. I I don't it was it was weird. It was just weird. I, I didn't I watch the Pro Bowl. <laughs> yeah, you didn't miss much. I, 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 like, I tried to. But... I tried to watch the NHL All Star skill stuff, but then they fucked themselves over with that too. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? No, like it wasn't fun to watch for that one either. It used to be, but no, I mean, they they. <sighs> Even then, like, um, late in the game, they had one final game to decide who it was going to be, and even, like, there was some, like, disputed calls and stuff, and the rules were weird and not set up correctly. And, I mean, Pat McAfee and Kirk Herbstreit were calling it. It should have been electrifying and cool, but it really wasn't. Um, mm. I think I need to go back to the tackle football aspect of it. I think that'd be a good thing to do. Like, it was fun to watch do guys, it. you know. Dude, Jalen Ramsey just 
Did Jalen Ramsey text somebody? <laughs> uh, Sean Taylor did too. Yeah. <laughs> no, there I mean, was a this, fake, this... there was a fake. There was a fake punt run in one Super or one Pro Bowl, and Sean Taylor came in and healed a guy, basically. But yeah, I think um, um, I think the best Pro Bowl moment was um, I forget what year it was, but they had Ed Hockley as the head official, and they threw a yes, flag. Yes, there are penalties the... in the Pro Bowl. Yep. Yes, there are penalties. I loved. I I really wish Ed was still like officiating because he always tried to make the official's position look just entertain. Like, yeah, I'm just I'm a human being. Yeah, when he goes out, he's like holding (laughs) defense number seventy five. Like. (laughs) <laughs> I, I swear, Ed Hockley was like, "Oh, you know," and Roger was like, "What size do you wear?" Oh, I wear a small. Are you sure? Yeah. And he's like, "Pulled like, up on his wait, shoulder." I was waiting for one. Like, hear, when he like, hear, I was waiting for a moment. Like growing up, I wait for a moment. Like if he like go offense or defense, so he like sticks out his arm to indicate which side, and he just rips the shirt. He rips his repping <laughs> uniform. <laughs> oh man, that'd be great. Did you just see him flexing? R.I.P. Ed Hockley. He's not dead. He's just not refing anymore. Yeah. I uh, wish his son could be more entertaining. Is he like in his 60s or 70s? Like he's, he's pretty old. Sort of old. A lot of refs are older guys. I mean, you have yeah. to be so quick. But also, he didn't look 60 or 70. That man. Yeah. That man was. Ed Hockley oh. is 72. God damn. Yeah. He don't look 72. No, no he, he was jacked. All righty, so let's go ahead and look at the Super Bowl, the Kelsey Bowl. The All right, can we get Matt. one thing out of the way here with this? What? What's that? Do you, do you think Don is going to do the coin flip? Who's going to do the coin Wait. flip? The mom. Oh. Because, like, they talked, about it on, they talked about it on their own podcast, and her, like, one condition, if she were to do it, was... um. If they both the sons were okay with it, and it wouldn't affect how they would play, if the mom did the coin flip, I mean, I think it'd be cool to do. I mean, the NFL it already would... rigged it to be the Kelsey Bowl, so why does it matter? Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> Salty Bengals fan. Here. They saw the Eagles. They saw the Eagles smack the Niners after the Niners fall apart. Um, after they're yeah, on their yeah, fifth the, string yeah, quarterback. The, yeah, yeah, the Forty Niners hospital team. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not like sure like, like, oh sure yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Go oh, ahead and give the no, Chiefs seven third and nines. Mm, I won't raise any. No, we don't got half those it's, starters. On a it's not like the Bengals fucked themselves moment. over, especially. No, with the I mean they did. Talk shit. They did. They talked way too much shit. Also, can we talk in this did. picture how like how sad Jason Kelsey looks in this picture? That's probably when uh, the uh, the 2017 game. Yeah, and they lost. But I mean, like yeah. Travis is all happy and smiley. Also, these guys are the Kelsey brothers are such polar opposites. Like Travis Kelsey is this really flamboyant, likes to dress fancy, likes to be hip with a lot of different things, listens to a lot of more modern style, I guess, like music, if you will. And then Jason is this like backwater, drives a truck, has kids already, was recruited back to the Eagles. Yeah, Jason, he was recruited back to the Eagles by his coach sending him a keg of beer. These guys are such polar opposites. It's hilarious. To be fair, my coach sends me a keg of beer. I'm going back. I'll play. (laughs) 
I mean, keep takes coming. I'll keep playing. I mean, Jason's a fucking Chad. I mean, I mean, oh, yeah. as a fucking center, he he's small for a center, but he still fucking pushes people. Oh yeah, he, oh, he yeah. knows he knows how to use his weight well. Like, he's very very strong. He's very he's very Technique. calm too. He's not hot headed at all. Also, two Travis grads is. of Cincinnati. Yeah, two Cincinnati grads. Yeah, unless Ohio you piss fucks. Off Unless you piss off Jason Kell, unless you piss off Jason, bro, like I just remembered the Super Bowl uh, parade thing when all like people talking shit. He's like, you try to talk shit about these guys. I don't know if you saw that speech before. Yeah, I have. We're the underdogs, and he's in there in the big fucking. I don't know what suit he was um, in. Um, Some... it's a it's it's a Philadelphia actually parade, traditional parade. Um, forgot what it was called exactly, but my parent. It's been around for like decades yeah but i i love how both these guys embrace the cities that they're in like you know jason has become a full-fledged philadelphia fuck you know knows everything philly and about the city and about what you know what it's about and he has talked about the best place to go and get a cheesesteak in philly and you know his route to find that and then travis has you know fallen in love with kansas city and missouri both of which share different sides of kansas city and different areas and aspects of that um you like you like to see these old time old old school focus players that really embrace the city that they're brought into and not guys you see like in other sports that are traded so often that they don't, they don't really settle down. They don't set up their own foundations or their own things or their, their they don't really put their roots in any one city because they know that they know they're just going to move on. Um, as we saw with like the NBA trade deadline yesterday, which moved like fucking everyone. NHL doesn't, NHL kind of has a lot of people stay where they're at, depending on what happens. I mean, no, the, the, the Blues guy just got traded. What was his name? Traded oh, yeah, Rangers. but like... What is, what, yeah, what's his name? A, Young, younger guy. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about, but thing is, though, the Blues basically have no cast base. It's like, fuck it. We, like, the Blues are not going to do that. Hold on. Let me look at their record again. The Blues are not going to be, like, doing well this year yeah they fucking suck they, they they're 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 shit My the west stars. the western conference of the nhl is fucking shit Bring fucking it. philly could make it into the playoffs in the western conference and they're fucking shit with 22 22 and um but my stars Red aren't doing much better. Jamie Benz. Where are the Red Wings sitting at? you're old. leading the conference the dallas stars is leading the conference yeah it's the west through but thing is though you forget president's trophy curse if the boston wins president's trophy there's say five percent chance they're not even gonna make I'm it not even, i don't even understand why boston's finals. good they're all it's a retirement i don't know like 95 i don't know, I don't know either i don't know either because it's a fucking boys club fucking philly fucking boys club yeah toronto being fucking boys club montreal and matins to basically one of the biggest offenders being a boys club fuck that shit uh, sorry. I, uh, what do you mean by boys club? Elaborate on that. The only they don't hire based on merit. They just hire on oh you you, you played for this organization before. Like it, it the old boys club and uh, or trying to think how it was explained. Like if you've played for this team before, you're gonna kind of stay here. You know, we want you kind of can, can I stay here as a GM or in the office and still fuck up and not do anything good? The mm-hmm. Bruins fired their coach for no reason. Like at the end of the season, who wasn't bad, 
and apparently picked up a coach well, who was coaches get changed so much in the NHL because they the players tune them out. It depends. It it depends. It's weird if you look uh, like the Red Wings for that, because like didn't because they got Cronwall working up in the offices now, and the only reason Cronwall retired was because he was sick of getting fined for his hits. Yeah. Like I granted he was getting old, but like at the same time, it's like he I mean old's not he had some Christian Bronger played till he was like ninety-five motherfucking years old. Yeah. Christian Pronger, like, d- didn't Philly win the Stanley Cup? Late or they went to one, I thought, with Prongner. They, they lost to Blackhawks. They lost to Blackhawks in 09. Fucking Blackhawks. But Boys Blackhawks. Club means like same people generally get considered for jobs repeatedly, and it's very difficult for someone new to come into a circle. Like that's mm. one of the meanings. Tortorella is the fucking coach for Philly. He fucking sucks. Rangers, Winnipeg. No, it was Columbus. Columbus and some other sheep. Columbus has never been good. Columbus is I don't know why there's a team in Columbus. I don't. They they had the fan base there. Uh, they won a one. It's weird how they go. But yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. All right. Yeah. Back onto the Super Bowl. Um, Chiefs are currently listed as the favorites with a 51.8% chance to win. Eagles, 48.2. Um, uh, Philly is negative one and a half uh, spread, 59%. Um, money line still in favor. Of I believe this is I don't know betting yes, is this this is Philly. in favor it's, of the Philly one it's in favor for Philly yeah because um, betting, if it's less you gain more money if you pick that team and they win right um so injuries uh McColl Hardman is on injured reserve he will not be playing in the game Lejarius Sneed is listed now as questionable Patrick Mahomes has came out and said that his ankle is completely fine he feels fully ready to go um that's probably true there's probably still some residual pain that he's gonna have but again they're gonna i mean it's gonna it's gonna tweak it's gonna act up but i don't think it's gonna be enough to like go oh yeah i got fucking morphine ketamine dioxalate hydrogen method it's gonna be like it's gonna be like it's gonna be like a sword joint like he's gonna be fine it's gonna irritate him from time to time but he's not gonna be limping at it and this this is an issue here though lane johnson questionable he's playing he's playing Lane Johnson's playing. He said he's going to play through that groin injury, no matter what. And even after that game, it was either the Giants game or San Fran game, where he said he felt something pull again, and he actually felt better. How do you and pull also, something and it feels better? I do adrenaline. Uh, I don't know. I pulled a it's, hamstring and tracked one time, Lane, and I about cried. Lane, it's Lane motherfucking Johnson. I don't know. He, he, yeah, he is. He is then again, then again, then again, again, I don't. I can't get cortisone shots when I when I ran track. I could do a cortisone shot and go out and run the hundred meter dash. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Leonard Dixon is the one that's iffy. Yeah, Leonard Dickinson, a guard, been playing really well. Part of that Eagles front line that's going to be that, that I think is going to be at his advantage in this game. We'll talk about the different aspects of the field and who we think has the advantage. Um, but Even again, having him out is not going to be great. Him. Even him listening as questionable, if he has any pain, it's it's going to affect the way that line is. 
Yeah, I mean, any pain at all is not gonna is gonna limit the way you play as a player, especially as an mm-hmm. O lineman, where you're you are getting hit every play, no matter what. Yeah. Um, Corby is listed as questionable, who's a back receiver. Cam Jurgens is a backup center, who's listed as questionable, and Avante Maddox, who's one of the cornerbacks in the rotation, is also listed as questionable. But the big ones what there. Is Dickers- are what is Dickerson's injury? What do uh, you say? Dickerson. What is Dickerson's injury right now? Uh, somewhere in the arm. Okay, I mean, that's not if it was something like legs or hip, that's going to be a lot more like hurtful to a guard. I mean, granted, you need your arms, but as long as your hips and everything are good, you can move and get in the positions you need to be in. Because I thought I saw something update like, yeah, he's questionable, but he said he's going to try. Like, it's not as bad as uh he returned to practice uh, breaking news breaking news we have the pro Ooh. football hall of fame class of 2023 has just been announced um we have players ronde barber cornerback out of the buccaneers uh don coyle a head coach for the cardinals and chargers from 73 and uh to 86 Chuck Howley, linebacker. Yeah, Chuck Howley is a linebacker from Chuck the Howell. Bears, 58-59 in Cowboys, 61-73. Uh, Joel Kelko, defensive tackle for the Jets from 77-88 to 88 and for the Colts in eight and uh, 88. Darrell Rivas, who played for the Jets, Bucks, Patriots, and Chiefs. We all know Rivas Island. Uh, Ken Riley, mm-hmm. really great cornerback for the Bengals, 69-83. Who day? Yeah, of course Joe you know that one. Joe motherfucking Thomas. Um, Thank God. Browns, 20, 2007 yes, to 2017, first ballot. Love to see it. Zach Thomas, linebacker, Dolphins and Cowboys, 96 to 2008. And then the one and only DeMarcus Ware, Cowboys, 20, 2005 2013, and Broncos, 2014 to 16. Uh, all great people to be um, put in the Hall of Fame. I love the Rondé Barber, Darrell Rivas, Joe Thomas, Ken Riley, DeMarcus Ware. And this is a great lineup. Um, some of the guys I don't know because Chuck Howley played in the fifties and seventies. So, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, um, they, they're being put in there for a reason, but I, I love the first ballot nods for Revis and Thomas. That's a great, yeah. great position for them to be in. You know, speaking of, you know, the announcement of the hall of fame, I was at, uh, when the Packers played the Titans, I was at Lambeau field for that game. And that's when they did a Leroy Butler's like induction there. I, I, it's crazy just to see like when you're actually there. Um, there's how much a stadium can just remember a player, whether or not like I when Leroy Butler played, I I I wouldn't have known. I don't think I was alive then, but you know, I remember all the years Leroy Butler played, but I don't think I was alive then. Um. Yeah, no, I wasn't really around for that, but um, just like an entire stadium rallied around. Le- no one went into like inside to go to concessions or anything when they did like Leroy Butler's induction thing. Put up his name up in Lambo. It was like everyone was out there, and it's just crazy how much people can just reminisce on this stuff when you see this, especially when you see names come in. And you just go, and like some of them, I hear like I you just said, I'm like, oh, I remember, re- I remember hearing about that guy. Like I remember like going through 
watching old uh, NFL. Um, God, I forget the name of the show. Yeah, NFL. My the dad NFL watches. Films, yeah, yeah. NFL, NFL clips and um, yeah, the NFL films. Like my dad watches those all the time. And, like <laughs> as a kid, I used to watch them, and then like I see these names pop up in the Hall of Fame, I go, I remember that guy. Like I remember the entire NFL film about him. It was crazy. Like I don't know. I just I just feel like the Hall of Fame stuff goes deeper. Like even after that, like even after the announcement today, like it goes deeper. Like if you're the one person who goes to the game when they do their induction at the stadium, like it's it's a special. It's kind of surreal. It's a special moment. And it's surreal. Yeah. Um. Like so I think the, people want, I think people want Leroy Butler to try to jump back into the stands one more time, but <laughs> that would have been uh, awesome because he he started the Lambo leap. Big breaking news: We actually have the MVP announced as well. Um, Patrick Ooh. Mahomes has now won his second MVP, beating Josh uh, Allen, Justin Jefferson, Jalen Hurts, and Joe Burrow. I think after the AFC Championship, we all saw this coming. I think I really want to be the odd one on the pick. Yeah, I think the AFC Championship was the the. You know the fight to get to the Super Bowl and the fight for the MVP. Yeah. I think whoever won that, it would have been Joe and, or Patrick. So, and considering how close that game was and what the adversity Mahomes went through to get there, yeah, he deserved it more. Because I mean, the Eagles went through a hospital-ridden Forty ers team. Yeah. I mean, it, it almost came to the point they had to put McCaffrey, McCaffrey at a quarterback. Yeah, quarterback. Yeah, but I would consider MVP more <clears throat> regular season MVP. Yeah, there's always going to be recency bias, though. There's always going to be recency bias, which is a big issue. Um, but yeah, there you go. Patrick Mahomes is your NFL MVP of the season. Um, back to the Super Bowl, so we keep getting sidetracked. Um, let's Sorry. take a look at each of the sections of the Super Bowl. We need this. I mean, we can kind of keep the stat page up, but. Um, We'll go each side of the ball and look at the different aspects of the game. Um, let's start. If the Chiefs are on offense, um, we'll start with the trenches. Who do you think has the advantage in the trenches? Is it the Chiefs' um, offensive line, or is it the Philadelphia Eagles' defensive line? I'm, I, I think I'm going to have to go with the Eagles' defensive line. Because, I mean, you look at Mahomes, he has to scramble a lot. Like he makes those crazy plays because he has it's to. It's gotten move better since that Bucks Super Bowl, though. It's gotten better since then. There was I injuries mean, for that Bucks Super Bowl too. True, true, but it has gotten better since then. Yeah, I, I think I'm going to stand strong on that Eagles defense line, but you know, I mean, they have. I've been good. wrong. Yeah, they have been really good. Amazing but... in the AFC Championship. Yeah, like. Like they're gonna, gonna, they're be... gonna. Oh, go ahead. They're 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 gonna test Mahomes. Like they're gonna get pressure to him. It's just a matter of right. whether or not the quarterbacks and linebackers that are in pass coverage can hold to the receivers, tight ends, in order for to, to keep Mahomes away from making those plays that he can make. I think that's what's gonna really come down to. It's gonna be bias. Eagles D line. I'm sorry, <laughs> like, but actually yeah. looking, like you have Jordan Davis for the run, you have Hassan Reddick, Josh Sweat, Javon Hargrave, 
uh, Fletcher Cox. Riddick looks like, good, but I mean, Cox and Davis are not going to have fun with Creed Humphrey. I'll tell you that much. Um, and then Reddick's the only one that off the edge that's looked great in the playoffs. The others have yeah. looked mediocre. And then you also have 85-year-old Ndamukong Sue off the bench. And Linval <laughs> Joseph, who's like 97. So. And then there's Robert Quinn. That was a traded fourth-round pick. Hasn't be, hasn't right. <laughs> made him done much, but hey, he's there. I mean, um, I'm just glad that Sue has like mellowed out as he got a little. He kind of like learned his lesson did. that he can't be, can't be that guy kicking linemen while they're down and being this dirty player. You know, he's he's the opposite of Vontez Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> he learned Good his lesson Montez. and he's actually changed. <laughs> Also, there was the something I saw. Antonio Brown crazy. <laughs> also, an article I saw was like uh, Eagles defense should not blitz Patrick Mahomes. Like they don't fucking blitz anyway. Gannon never did any blitzes. I mean, what, what the, do you? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers won a Super Bowl by playing Tampa too and only having Warren Sapp and Derek Brooks rush the quarterback at, at random times. I mean, that was that was. I know, the game but it worked. I know, but I'm just saying, like. They'd be like, don't, don't, don't uh, blitz Mahomes. It's like Cannon never fucking blitzed anyway. Yeah. So what do you? Expect? It's <laughs> like, do you expect him to blitz now? Yeah. What the fuck? Going to that Kansas City offense, there's one thing that just makes me so mad, so aggravated as a Packers fan. And I think you know this is where this is going, but MVS Marquez Valdez Scantling. It's just <laughs> it seems like whenever a whenever any Whenever any Packers player leaves, all of a sudden they're like, because MVS, MVS in Green Bay couldn't catch a ball to save his life. And he goes out against the Bengals and has the game of his life because every other guy is locked up. Probably said, fuck Roger. Someone's got to be. (laughs) I I don't think that was Rogers' fault. I just... I know. I'm just being an ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I get it. But just, Jesus, every freaking time. If a Packer put, except for except for Nelson, except for Jory Nelson, he just, I think he was just too old. He couldn't get off that injury. But other people that leave, it's like, oh, my God. Why do they pop off when they Also, leave random Green guys Bay? that go to the Packers don't really do as well. Like, um, mm. Jimmy Graham went Dilly? to the Packers. Like the only like relevant one old. I can think of as of like recent like twenty tens would be Peppers, Peppers and mm. Wilson or Charles Woodson. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, when it comes to the run game, the Chiefs are on offense. Philadelphia is on defense. I'm going to give Philadelphia the nod on that one. Jordan Davis and Fletcher Cox are going to shut down anything that comes to um, ahead when it comes to running the football. I don't think the run game is going to be a Big option for the Chiefs. They might get something on a delay or a quick dump off to Pacheo and let him just try to get some yards. But I think the Eagles have the definite advantage in the run game. At least. Or or dependent Andy Reid go third down screens on third and seven. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I mean, aren't many of the Eagles – there's still some Eagles coaching jobs – or coaching coaches, sorry, that are still – Former employees of Andy Reid's system, right? Like, will they know uh, what he's going to do? Maybe. Ooh, very, very few actually, because they're all on different teams, right? Har Harbaugh, Rivera, 
um, McDermott, uh, Tankley, uh, Tankley, uh, Doug Peterson. Um, I'm trying to remember some of the others. But Jim Johnson passed away in 08. Uh, I'm trying to remember some of the others. There was one at Rhinebacks coach, but he, he he only went up to Rhinebacks coach. There's actually not a lot on the Eagles that was. They still might. They still not like they have the playbook, and it's also not like Reed's yeah. tactics have changed since he's gotten Patrick Mahomes and been on the Chiefs for a while. But at the same time, like it could be some advantage. I, I mean, it could, but at the same time, Andy Reid is a good good enough coach to be able to adjust in any way he needs to. Oh, absolutely, to. yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's it's it. You could see it as an advantage, but at the same time, Reed's smart enough to just say. Okay, they might have a guy that knows what I do. I'm just going to run something a little different. They're not going to know. Here's how you beat Reed. Be better at time management. <laughs> he's, 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 he's decent at it, but still, yeah. That's yeah. An he got he, he gotten better, but that was the biggest complaint. Was a fucking waste of timeouts, not knowing time management. <laughs> yeah, he did, he did burn through own. a lot in the AFC Championship. And I was kind of surprised at it, but yeah. Um, I'm not. <laughs> My complaint with the Chiefs is that once they got their other running backs back, and this is this is mm. gonna be a fantasy biased, this is just what angers me. I had Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And as I mean, soon as the health came looks back better. Pacheco is better. Yeah, Pacheco has looked but like, great. But like I'm looking at it right now. I'm looking through my stats. He's quicker, his more first, explosive, stronger, faster, catches better, everything. In his first in his first four games, his lowest score was fourteen point nine. He went 22.4, 15.8, 14.9, 22.4. For a running back, that's, that's good. Like He that's okay. knew what he was doing. And then, and the, but then all of a sudden he goes to getting the healthy running backs back, and all of a sudden he's down to 6.5, 3.3. But I feel like they would have kept him in at a more... Right, because most teams do two back rotations a, now, though. Most yeah, teams but like, if they would have kept, I feel like if they would have kept him in, he could have... I feel like he still would have done really well, and I feel like he would have been a better... Better option at a two back, and also Andy Reid. Andy Reid doesn't really go one running back all the time either. Like he, it's kind of rare for Andy Reid to have running back go like twenty rushes or something like Pacheco's that. Pacheco's also better in the passing back. game. Pacheco's a decent yeah. to catch the ball too. It's a better option from Holmes. Uh, which yeah. brings us to the next side: um, Eagles on defense, Chiefs on offense. The passing game. Um, the options for the Chiefs are not great, but they're okay, and Mahomes makes them amazing. Um, obviously, we know uh, Travis Kelsey is an incredible tight end, probably the best in the league right now. Um, and covering him is going to be a difficult thing. I would say the Eagles have the advantage if Mahomes is throwing to wide receiver. However, the Chiefs have the advantage if Mahomes is throwing to Kelsey, because I don't think there's many uh, cornerbacks or middle linebackers that can cover mm. Kelsey on the Eagles. Yeah. No. You guys don't I, have a tall, athletic, strong, kind of Chidobe Awuzie build of a cornerback to guard Kelsey. You don't. Yep. I no, no, I say I agree with yeah. you on that one. It's almost like you gotta take a linebacker and just jam him right away and have a corner ready to cover him. Or have a linebacker that's really good at pass coverage because he played at the University of uh, Wyoming, Logan Wilson. Um <laughs> but flip the script. Chiefs on defense, Eagles on offense. The trenches. I don't think, unless Chris Jones takes, like, 
Bane's venom or rage juice from fucking <laughs> Batman, there's no way in hell the Eagles are losing that front line. If they have everyone have- ready to go and on as many pain coats as you can put in their body legally, I think they'll be dominant. <laughs> you have to have the whole Eagles offensive line to be injured to beat that offensive line. I think you just have to have one tackle out, and then Chris Jones will be a bitch and go to the other end of the mm-hmm. line and go against it like he did against the Bengals and say, oh, you guys don't have, you know, I'll, I'll move myself to end instead of tackle and rush the quarterback because, you know, Watt Collins and Jason Williams, Jonah Williams are both out. Um, then we move to the run game, Eagles on offense, Chiefs on defense. Um, I would say inside the tackles, it'll be a little bit more difficult, but as long as you throw a double team on Chris Jones, it's wide open. And then outside the tackles, the Eagles dominate, um, especially with Snead questionable. If he's in, it'll make it a bit harder. If he's not in, it's wide the fuck open. We didn't let, we didn't let Gerlomi go. <laughs> you just went going. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm going to agree with you guys too. That, I mean, Look at it a lot. I mean, I know the trenches don't get a lot of, don't get a lot of praise, don't get a lot of looks. But like I'm watching Super Bowl, I'm watching those trenches. I think it's gonna be, it's gonna be make or break. But I, 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 I gotta say the Eagles, if they're all healthy, that that defensive line is not gonna hold up. Yeah, run I mean, game, got, I think. Yeah, you, you got undersized Kelsey, but at the same time you watch him play, mm. he is just smarter in every way. And he pulls. He's a lead blocker. He's basically a fullback sometimes on those plays. Yeah. And he he hits with a purpose. When he blocks, he hits with a purpose. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um and then I think that translates to the run game, as I think we'll all probably be in unison and agreeing here. The run game's gonna go the Eagles way. Simply because of that offensive line. Uh, yeah. Mainly yeah. offensive line. Hand, hands down, if they're going to win the run game, it's not going to be off a running back. It's going to be because those guys in the trenches are yeah. given everything they got, and they are just beating and battering that I entire yeah. Kansas City line. I don't think yeah. the Eagles even it, have a single running back that's close to being a pro bowler. I think it's they're just, you know getting fed open lanes the by only, the line. Really the only At way least. the only way the Chiefs stay alive in that run game is if they can take away the chances of those linemen getting second level. And crowd yeah. the box. You have to crowd that box. Yeah. But then, then you crowd that box you give up a pass game. Yeah, and then also you have Jalen Hurts being able to scramble too. Yeah, I think you yeah, crowd that box. Jalen Hurts gets outside. It's it's oh, not yeah. going to look good, especially with design runs. Like a read option would be devastating if you crowd the box because then everyone's inside. Pop it outside. It's like Kaepernick in the NFC Championship gone. Yeah. Um, but uh, what was I about to say? At least Miles Sanders is the first thousand yard rusher for the Eagles since Lashawn McCoy in fucking twenty fourteen. Yeah, Eagles offensive line is the first thousand yard rushing creator. Um. <laughs> you know it's right. You know it's right. I, I, I Miles, know, San- I know, Miles Sanders is worse than Joe Mixon, even if Joe Mixon is pointing guns at people during a deep playoff run. Uh, anyway, um, when we're looking at the Eagles on offense, Chiefs on defense, um, if we're looking at the passing game, I think it all depends on the Jarius Sneed. If Sneed is in, mm-hmm. it's going to be a little bit more balanced, but if he's not in, then who the fuck is guarding A.J. Brown? I'm going to put it just like that. Then who's going to guard Dallas Goddard? 
and who's gonna you know be able to contain Devonte Smith, Devonte Smith, and be able to contain Hurts if he gets outside the pocket, and all of a sudden the routes go to just get open, and you know uh, he can do that Mahomes style thing where he just creates plays. Because I, I think the biggest thing is is that this could be an absolute shootout, kind of like Mrs. Kelsey wants, and the offenses go crazy. But I think the Eagles have the advantage because that Kansas City defense is their defensive line is their best thing. It's either their linebackers' defensive line is basically their best. There's some okay linebackers. Yeah, they have some okay linebackers, and Chris Jones. But then they lost Tyron Matthew, which is not great. Mm. And now Legarius Sneed is questionable. And if he's not back, that's a huge hit. They won't be able to cover anybody because that's their number one cornerback. And then you got a guy like A.J. Brown who is hungry for a championship and is a physical specimen in the prime of his career being thrown the ball by Jalen Hurts, who who has had many weeks to rest his shoulder. If you see where I'm going here, I'm leaning towards the Eagles in the passing game. Yeah, I I got to agree. I got to go with the Eagles on that one, 100%. I would say Eagles if they – if. I gotta go with the Eagles, but then if they get some decent pressure on Hurts to make him confuse or like just actually really make him scramble, not be able to throw correctly, that's what I'm worried about. Because there was at times when Jalen Hurts is scrambling and then he doesn't throw, it's very off target at times. Yeah, I will admit that one. Like he had some bad off targets, especially in the AFC Championship game. He overthrew. I know Discord didn't matter, but still, it's like, mm, that's kind of questionable. And also, the shoulder wasn't his – a lot of people are saying, like, his shoulder isn't because it, it doesn't uh, hurt his throwing. It's his running. Yeah, I know. I know. It's kind of weird, but, like, there was some stuff about that, which I'm kind of glad they didn't do that much design runs for him in the NFC Championship game. <laughs> yeah, they're saving it for probably the Chiefs game. Yeah. Um, special teams, I think, both have good kickers. And the Chiefs. Chiefs have a better return. Oh, so I think that the Chiefs could break something open if they have anything to do special teams. But again, that's a big if. Special teams are it's Chiefs special all teams the way. defining games in the Super Bowl are few and far between. The last one we saw was Devin Hester in a Chicago Bears loss in the Super Bowl against the yeah. Colts. I gotta give it to um, Chiefs. Basically, the only thing Eagles have is just Jake Elliott. That's it. Their special teams suck ass. Go ahead, Gorlami. Yeah, I'll agree with you there. I, I got to give it to the Chiefs there. So I think if we look at um, all the stats that were taken into account, I think the Eagles, currently by our breakdown of each side of the ball, tend to be the favorite thus far. Um, if we want to get a little sidetracked here, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award was uh, announced. Ooh. Oh, it was. Uh, if you guys... I want to know, know who that was. Yeah, go ahead and tell us. It's not showing up for me. Uh, Dak Prescott got it. Got the Walter Payton Man of the Year award. Is because he was donating footballs to the defense? Pretty much. <laughs> but um, the the thirty two the thirty two nominated players who uh, it's just one for every team. My gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It is. Yep. Wow. And the uh, the winner of the award, they get 250000 But what's nice, too, this is all for, like, charity of choice, like, money. Uh, the winner gets 250000 but everyone else that gets nominated gets $40,000 for the charity of their choice. 
um, for the nice, Cardinals, yeah. it was Zach Ertz, the Falcons, uh, Chris Lindstrom, Baltimore Ravens, Chuck Clark, Buffalo Bills, Deion Dawkins, Carolina Panthers, Derek Brown, Jalen Johnson, the Chicago Bears, Sam Hubbard of the Cincinnati Bengals defense end. Yep, Hubbard yard rush. Mm-hmm. Hubbard Joe Batonio, Cleveland Browns, your winner, Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott. Uh, Denver Broncos, Dalton Reisner, Jared Goff of the Lions, Aaron Jones of the Green Bay Packers. Good for you, Aaron. Uh, <laughs> Christian Kirksley, Houston Texans. No bias there on the Packers anyway, but uh, Shaquille Leonard of the Indianapolis Colts, Tyler Shatley of the Jaguars, Pat Mahomes, Kansas City Chiefs. I think that was pretty obvious. A.J. Cole of the Las Vegas Raiders. The punter was a nominee. He's probably the only good love guy to see the that. fucking <laughs> You love it. <laughs> Love to see that. Uh, Derwin James, Chargers. Uh, Tremaine Antrim, Los Angeles Rams. Jalen Phillips, Miami Dolphins. Adam Thielen, Minnesota Vikings. I do like seeing that. Uh, I think Adam Thielen's a pretty good guy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He that. does uh, charity softball games in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of respect for Adam Thielen in that sense. Uh, on the field, he makes me <laughs> mad, but, you know... <laughs> I think he's a bit mm-hmm. of a I think I think he's a bit of a shit stain sometimes, but that's just me. Orange guy, the New England Patriots, Demario Davis, New Orleans Saints, uh Saquon Barkley, New York Giants, Solomon Thomas of the New York Jets, Brandon Graham of the Eagles, Cameron Hayward, Pittsburgh Steelers. No. Brandon Graham's no. a line it's a it's he's a defense Graham. End. Yeah, defense end. Oh, right, right, right. Jake Kelly's a fucking kicker. Right, Jake Elliott is the kicker. Okay. Cameron Hayward of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nice to see a nose tackle out there doing work. Eric Cameron uh, Hayward, really? Yeah. That guy's a motherfucker. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, on the field from from charity events. True. I mean, eh, that guy's a jackass. Eric Armstead of the 49ers. Tyler Lockett of the Seattle Seahawks. I do like that pick. Um, William Golston, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Derrick Henry, Tennessee Titans. I don't think that was much of a surprise to anybody. And Who's Charles Leno, Charles Leno Jr. of the Washington Commanders. Uh, I really hope his charity was to uh, donate to the stadium of the Washington Commanders to hopefully make that a, a better place. Personally, fix um, your fucking not, pipes, Dan Schneider. If not, um, I'll accept also a cancer benefit because, you know, that would also be a good choice. But, God dang, that stadium is just rough. God, why can't you just fix it? It's Dan Snyder's a dumbass piece of shit. Oh, uh, God, Dan, don't even get me started uh, on that guy. <laughs> so, yeah, um, let's go ahead and we'll give – We'll give our predictions for this game. When we give our predictions, let's do um, keys to victory for each team and then give your prediction of the score who will win. Um, and triple MVP prediction, we'll do that as well. Um, keys to victory, I think, for the Kansas City Chiefs offensively. I think the Chiefs need to uh, make sure that they keep the Eagles guessing. Um, if the Eagles are able to sit back and defend the pass, you're not going to be able to get anything in. You're going to get rushed um, pretty heavily by Hassan Reddick, who's been on a tear. And they're going to be able to stop the run if you're if you telegraph it. So you need to keep them guessing. Maybe that's trick plays. Maybe that's a couple, you know, delays. Maybe it's a late leak of a running back out for a wheel route. Maybe it's a deep pass, then short passes, or vice versa. You need to keep the Eagles' defensive guessing. 
for the Chiefs on the defensive side of the ball, you need to make sure um, that you um, try to make the Eagles a one-sided team. If you make them only pass or only run, that's great because then you have one thing to stop. But if you let them be dynamic, use Jalen Hurts in the run and the pass, have them be able to get that three-back rotation churning, get that O-line pancaking like Waffle House, you're not going to be in a good shape. Um, and then an extra curricular uh, thing, I think, or a, a outside the defense and offensive side of the ball, you really need to make sure that you give Mahomes time to be able to do what he needs to do. Um, because again, Mahomes is such a great player, such a great passer, that if you give him time, he can do a lot of things. You've got to make sure you give him that time. For the Eagles, offensively, they need to be very dynamic with their offense. You need to make sure that they're able to incorporate the run and the pass and really take advantage of this Chiefs defense and score. You should not have any wasted drives. This Chiefs defense is not good enough to stop you. You should be able to score them at any time. Defensively, you need to put pressure on Mahomes. Mahomes lost the Super Bowl against the Buccaneers because he was pressured. You do the same thing, you'll win. Extracurricular thing for them, I think, is the need to stay healthy. <laughs> they have a lot of guys on the questionable list, a lot of guys that are banged up and not feeling great, and a lot of old motherfuckers. You, gotta, you, you can't have somebody go down with an injury. you got to stay healthy, be healthy, and be ready. With all that being said, I think the final score will be 28-24 Philadelphia. Uh, we'll go to Mastodon next, and then I'm going to. Go. No, oh, I must say, I let Gorlami go before. <laughs> okay, okay, Gorlami, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, like you said, I think Kansas City on the offensive side is going to be their best bet. Um, not not necessarily in the run game. I think that Eagles line is good enough to hold that run game at bay. But if they cannot get pressure on Mahomes, it's gonna it's gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt real bad. Um, the biggest thing is look at that defense wins championships. So that was if the Eagles can hold Mahomes down, not give him time, keep pressure on him, and the corners can just hold as long as they can, not holding for a penalty, but just hold out, keep him covered, not give a good look throw. I think they can come out with it. Um. Offensively for the Eagles, you know, it comes back down to the same thing. I mean, that line that line just has to stay healthy. That line stays healthy. There's not going to be a lot that's going to stop that train movement. I mean, if the run game's going to work right then and there, it's going to get them in excellent position. And then as soon as they switch to that pass game, if they're so dead, if, they, if Kansas City is so dead set on trying to stop that run game and adjust and they go to pass, there's not much that's going to stop that train. It's just going to keep rolling, rolling, rolling. But so long as that line can hold out and battle as hard as they can in the trenches, that's going to be the Eagles' best bet. Um, special teams is probably going to kill the Eagles the most. But um, I think in the end, I'm going to give it a 27-17 to 17 victory for the Eagles. Okay. Chiefs, he's a victory. Let Kelsey work. Like, that's actually one of your biggest things. If you have Kelsey keep on doing work, you're giving, the like, the right receivers ch other chances to make big plays. Um, exploit the Eagles sec uh, special teams. Eagles special teams sucks ass. Uh, like, kickoff returns. They gave up the most kickoff return yards. They gave up the most punt return yards. I, defensively, you got to make Jalen Hurts very, like, you got to make him scramble inside the pocket 
do not let him go outside to get some runs. Make him try to make him scramble inside the pocket where he has to throw awkwardly off target and or sack him. That's the biggest stuff. All right, Eagles. The only way you stop Mahomes' offense is to keep Mahomes off the field by having the uh, Eagles' offense keep churning. You have one of the best time possessions in the fourth quarter, especially when you're leading. Try to actually get some touchdowns in the third quarter. Please, I'm tired of field goals or no score in the third quarter. <laughs> Too many times. And like keep the O-line healthy. Eagles defense. Actually try to cover Kelsey. If you don't, you're fucked. And then special teams actually fucking work. God damn it. Besides <laughs> Jake Kelly. Jake Kelly's awesome. But for me, being the Eagles fan, I have to go Eagles. is going to be kind of a shootout. 31-28. All righty. A couple and, high score, got a couple high score choices, and one someone on the lower side yeah. choice there. I, I don't um, think either defense will be able to stop. Uh, excuse me, both these offenses in their entirety. Um, but hey, I mean this, that's football. The biggest question is: Is Gronk going to make the kick of destiny at halftime? <laughs> I, I say he pooches it. I say it's wide left. I say wide left. How many yards? Like is a 35-yarder, I think. I don't know. I mean, big thing Big thing in terms of victory, you look at it at any level of football, Um, you know, field goals, yeah, it's three points, but at this high level, at this critical moment in the game, 25 whatever, team can tr- yep, whatever team can translate to get a touchdown over a field goal, at any given point in the game, it's going to come out on top. If you can't translate to a touchdown almost every single drive that you get, every chance you get, you're—it's almost like shooting yourself in the foot. You're, you're just gonna—it's just gonna hurt you too much. Also looking at ticket prices right now, just out of the fun of it. Oh, uh, don't even get me started on that. Don't give me. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, what was the lowest? Like a thousand bucks for like the nosebleeds? More like more than three a and a half. Three and a half. Jesus fuck. Yeah. Lowest is three thousand two hundred and forty. Yeah, that's why I'm glad I got a TV at home. Yeah, it's better <laughs> to watch on TV anyway, and it's all the way down in. Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. But hey. All right, let's let's get let's get a real hot take here. Um how do you think the commercials are gonna be this year? There's already a breaking bad commercial that's come out, so I think they'll be pretty cool. I don't know. Uh I don't know. Everyone hypes up the commercials for Super Bowl. Last year I didn't really like the commercials. I think they're like too I think they tried a little too fifty hard. yard line seats are eight thousand dollars. I for the past like few Super Bowls, I've really watched the commercials. Yeah, it's usually when I go and get another drink or something. Like that's why I play, be playing Total War Warhammer, trying to <laughs> slaughter shit with the uh, so, uh, Valky and a bloody. These seats are insane. So uh, I think we got to develop a, a good drinking game to do for the Super Bowl, but 
Oh, I took off work on Monday. Oh, <laughs> I told God. my supervisor. I, I, I yeah, don't I even told... want to get into that. I'm going to a uh, I'm going to a friend's Super Bowl party, so I won't be going crazy. I think I'll be mostly enjoying uh, the game. I enjoy Super Bowls. They're usually yeah. good oh, games, I except for that one Tampa Bay St. Louis Super Bowl that was. No, the Patriots. The Patriots Rams or Patriots Rams? Yeah, Patriots Rams. I I definitely plan on going to work hungover Monday morning. I mean, it's going to be worth it. Granted, you know, hopefully I don't have to do my drinking game that far. As a Scotty, <laughs> yeah. I can handle a lot, but yeah. if it gets a little crazy, I, I might be blacking out a little bit, and it's just not going to end well for me. Now, was it the day after the AFC Championship game? I came to work. My supervisor was like, you're taking off Monday, that Monday, aren't you? Yeah. Do it. Do it. I dare you. <laughs> go ahead. I don't give a fuck. Go, oh, go up to Philly great. if it happens. Yeah, he's like going up. I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> I don't I don't feel flipped. like driving. Get his car flipped, it's, man. It's not oh. even that. It's not even that. It's like a fucking eight-hour, ten-hour drive for me. That's true. That's a long drive. Be nowhere to park. Is, the streets will be covered in ash no 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 the fuck it sucks is dc traffic fuck that shit fuck dc they go around that but anyway but that has still, been that's why, that's why you gotta live in the middle of nowhere in wisconsin you know, <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but that has been the uh football stooges super bowl prediction we will be back next week to give you a wrap-up and start talking about some of the off-season stuff um hopefully Macedon's in a good mood Maybe, maybe not. If you're taking off Monday, we might as well do it Monday, see what happens, get the initial reaction off Macedon. Um, And MLB's going to start soon. uh, 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 No, I can't watch baseball. I'd rather watch golf. I don't know know what I would do if either one was on. Anyway, um, we hope you enjoy the Super Bowl, one of America's great pastimes and holidays. Um, Enjoy it. Have fun. Enjoy the commercials, the halftime show, and all the festivities in the game. Fly, Eagles, fly from all three of us. Um, We wish the best to everyone and run the damn football. Good night.